0: All right. Well, good morning, Listen Edition listeners. This is program lead for Learn with GMP, Matt St. Germain, hoping you've been staying warm and healthy this winter season. As we've been thinking about what to focus on for this episode, one word we've uh, probably all heard quite frequently in the recent year or two kept coming to mind, and that's resilience. The ability to recover quickly from difficulties or according to the dictionary, something's ability to spring back to its original shape after experiencing change. Since March of 2020, people have experienced no shortage of change, right? This isn't new to us. From COVID-19 and working from home to significant personal losses or gains that we may have had, such as loss of loved ones, births of newborns, the world is just a different place today than when we first heard of COVID-19. But resilience is also not just a psychological term that applies to our personal lives. As businesses, business leaders, we've also had to be resilient, particularly throughout this past year. And as most of our listeners would likely know, there have been significant changes in the digital marketing landscape, from how brands interact with their clients to changes in user privacy standards. So all that to say, Today, we are super grateful to be joined by Akif Unal, VP of Customer Marketing and Head of North American Digital Media at one of the largest banks in Canada, TD Bank, who serves over 10 million customers with more than 1,100 branches, to learn from TD's journey of showing resilience in the face of change. How's it going, Akif? I'm doing great. Good to be with you. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us today. We're excited to have you. And where where are you located, Akif? I am based in Toronto,
1: and we have a big snowstorm uh, happening right now. So we've been stuck at home for the past
0: couple of days. No school. Kids are at home. So it's been an interesting situation. Well, hopefully all of that uh, passes soon and you don't lose power or anything. Um, but again, thanks so much for being with us today. We'd love to set the stage a little bit for our listeners who may be somewhat unfamiliar with TD Bank. So it'd be great if you could take a moment just to share a little bit more about your business, you know, pre-COVID-19, maybe a little bit of the elevator pitch of of TD Bank, and then we can reflect on maybe some of the changes you've experienced in the past two years or so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So TD Bank is actually a North American bank, right? We have a strong presence in the the East Coast of uh, the US, as well as one of the largest banks in Canada. Uh, All in all, uh, you know, top 10 bank in in North America from a, uh, you know, assets and market capitalization perspective with services across, you know, personal bank, wealth management, insurance, capital markets. And of course, you know, we started hearing about the, you know, what's happening internationally in probably December, uh, 2019, January, 2020, uh, heard about what was happening, you know, in Asia and, and in Europe. Um, And in late sort of February, early March of 2020, we started to take uh, action as a bank. We created a senior task force across the enterprise that sort of met on a daily basis to follow new developments uh, and assessed how the bank should uh, react. And we can certainly get into that, Uh, but I was really, really proud to see how quickly the bank was able to shift uh, when we started to see that the pandemic was now in North America, and we had to react, and we had to react immediately.
0: Did you, you know, you mentioned, you know, you became aware of, of what was happening, and at the tail end of 2019, like, did you ever imagine that it would turn into where, where we are today? I mean, I guess, I guess that's a little bit of an obvious question, but you know, I mean, I'm just curious. No, I mean,
1: no, nobody could have imagined, right? We certainly were hearing that this was, initially, this was more serious than maybe what the media made it out to be initially. Uh, and then, of course, uh, within within a few weeks, the whole world knew that it was a big deal and, and that it was going to disrupt um, uh, the entire sort of global economy and all the businesses around the world. So... Uh, But yeah, early in in early phases of the pandemic, certainly we didn't expect it to have uh, an impact that this disruptive and I don't think anybody else did. But uh, the the key point for us was as soon as we started to see that this was um, not just a regional issue, we started taking action as a bank.
0: Yeah. And so so let's dive a little bit more into that. I mean, I think I imagine that your your goals, your financial goals and, and business goals for 2020 were likely very different um, initially. And, and then, uh, you, you, as you said, you had to take action. So let's walk through that. Right. Like what what were the goals and, and how did you have to, to pivot or change and, and what steps did you take?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, first of all, for us, the key piece was uh, supporting our customers and our society with relief programs uh, that the governments were offering both in in the US and in Canada. Um, That, you know, that could be a mortgage relief program or it could be a relief program about a late payment of a loan. Um, And we were, as a bank, really prepared to address those needs of our customers. Uh, We had to look across our marketing programs and pause some of our product sales and sort of uh, programs that were more offer related. Uh, Simply, it was not the right time for pitching for some of those options for our consumers. Obviously, a huge disruption in our branch network. you know we have over two thousand you know branches and stores across north america um you know precautions were quickly established you know we had to limit in person contact where possible. We temporarily closed a significant portion of our branches both in in u s and Canada, and we moved to a more limited option of sort of limited capacity of in branch appointments, some of our Stores offered drive-through options, which was really an interesting idea uh, for us to explore. Um, And, you know, as a result, uh, we also saw major shifts in consumer behavior, right, and and how customers wanted to be serviced. They couldn't walk into a branch anymore. Phone lines were busy. Our contact center was extremely busy, which meant that all of that demand, both from a sales and servicing perspective, Shifted uh, towards digital, you know, in marketing, obviously, that meant, especially from a social perspective, making sure we were listening, what consumers were interested in, what consumers were searching for, what information they're looking for in this new normal. Um, so we created a, a, an advice COVID hub to be able to answer all questions that consumers might have, whether that's about a relief program or how they can access to their account, uh, how they can get into online banking. Any relevant question that our consumers had that they might not have had before, we sort of uh, combined that in, in a hub and sort of served that up to our consumers and you know saw incredible volume there. And the other piece I would highlight is at the peak of the pandemic, we've seen a significant uh, increase in consumer inquiries coming from social channels and we were receiving one customer inquiry every four seconds from social channels that we had to respond to and that was a significant volume for our team to help and support Uh, we usually partner with our phone channel for that but what we did is we actually created a task force of marketers who learned those phone channel tools and actually hands-on started responding to some of those comments simply because we just didn't have enough people to be able to respond all the incoming questions from our consumers so uh, those were some of the highlights of how we reacted and some of the impacts we've seen
0: yeah. And I mean, you mentioned, you know, kind of something that some some of almost the staffing issue of being able to respond to that type of inquiry, right? Like, I think that's something many people can resonate with across a variety of industries. Um, I'd be curious if you have anything else to say on that and and then also just how the consumers reacted to these changes that you've had to, you know, make in, in response to meet their change uh, of expectations.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, It was tough for just the society overall, right? And people didn't know, people were worried about going and getting groceries, let alone worrying about um, their financial statements and how they can access to their banking services. So for us, being there for our customers, for advice when they need it, and making it easy for them as much as possible was really our key objective. And we've done that through, you know, Um, You know, reaching out to them in their channel of choice with relevant content and relevant information and really adjusting our uh, marketing strategies uh, towards that. In terms of business efforts, of course, we've seen similar to other banks, a shift uh, in in digital sales, you know, our mix of digital versus branch related sales shifted significantly towards digital which was as expected Um, some of that change has remained even even today uh, and as branches reopened um, but we've seen uh, that shift to be relatively permanent so we haven't seen behavior shift back to pre-pandemic
0: levels at least not yet Mm -hmm. and and talking about kind of some of those you know shifting marketing strategies i think a lot of our listeners are, you know, what's, what's top of mind for them is um, coming from Google, this eventual deprecation of, of third party cookies, right? And I think in this somewhat parallel timeline to, to COVID 19, um, there's been this, you know, major changes to advertising privacy standards. So, kind of as this was all co occurring uh, with the world figuring out how to respond to COVID 19. You know, how did the change in, in privacy also impact your marketing strategy? Um, what changes did that necessitate?
1: Yeah, I mean that's it's interesting. you mentioned that those two big events are are running in parallel, right? Uh, I mean, this is the largest development in the digital advertising industry in the past couple of decades. Um, and as a result, you know we gave a lot of thought to our action plan and how we should approach it. I think ultimately this is a positive development for consumers who just want better privacy contra- controls on their digital footprint. So I see it as a positive development. Um, having said that, it's a big change for advertisers, right? So uh, a few steps that we've taken and then continue to take is, um, you know, increasing our first use of our first party data in targeting as a bank with a large customer base we are strongly positioned as we move into a world where first-party data becomes uh, even more important. Um, So we're implementing a new API process to automate our Google customer match lists. Uh, We're working with Google and other partners on leveraging sort of a crawl, walk, run approach on how to to address gaps in our use of our first-party data. Uh, We're implementing a CDP to future-proof our targeting you know, obviously, one of the big things we've been looking at is implementing some of the table stakes capabilities, such as Google Analytics, uh, to increase our ability to target and measure within the Google ecosystem, which we're really excited about. Media mix models are back, especially with the disruption that people expect to how advertising is measured. So we're uh, reinvesting and you know doubling down on uh, media mix models and media mix measurement. Uh, to really give us a holistic view of all of our media spend and the impact it drives to our business. And then a big part of it for us was more internal change management and education. This is a highly complex space and uh, people don't understand exactly what this all means. And uh, you need a lot of internal stakeholders to... Go along with some of the changes we are trying to implement, but uh you know first and foremost, they need to understand what's happening and what's changing, so we spend a lot of time going into meetings and presentations and educations educating our our, our internal partners on on what's changing and how we are how we're addressing it.
0: I think you know that's something that we hear from Many different companies is just that that need for addressing the change. And, and to your point, this, this complex change requiring education, you know, in, in your experience so far in, in doing that with your own team, would you have any advice for any of our listeners who are also attempting to do that with their own respective teams? Um, in terms of communicating uh, how the changes,
1: how, uh, the, the changes that are coming?
0: yeah, and any maybe learn things through your attempt to educate the team and, and maybe struggles you faced through that?
1: Yeah, I, I think simplifying the message as much as possible uh, is is really, really important, right? When you get into specific technical details, um, you lose people, at least we lost a lot of people along the way. One interesting approach I take is I actually take someone on my team who, who might not be very familiar with this space. And I run you know present the presentation through that person and say do you actually understand what we're talking about here and if that person who's not close to digital advertising doesn't understand it we that means we have to make some changes and and i think that's you know people we talk to they're busy right there, there's a lot going on there are a lot of other considerations so you have to make the message as simple as possible because this is a complex topic with multifaceted impl- implications and Um, if you really want to get the outcome you want, which is, you know, really shift towards uh, more sort of privacy-first targeting, implement new tools and capabilities that will enable you to do that, uh, you need to be able to communicate it internally in a a simple, simple fashion. And let's face it, uh, often, especially digital marketing talent, that's technical, uh, you know, communication might not be their strongest suit, right? So we invest a lot of time to make sure we kind of make that communication as simple and robust as possible.
0: I think, I mean, I, I think that's extremely important to highlight. I, I'd be curious just, you know, kind of like overall how you feel about with all of these changes that you've made, um, you know, whether you know, you're you seeking to, to look toward the future or whether they've been necessitated by things like COVID. Like, do you feel that you're in a better spot today than you were before in terms of your overall business goals and that kind of this has brought... Um, about a change that was good overall for the business
1: I mean I, I see it as a positive change and necessary change but I think it's positive for the business as well because it's it it allowed us to reevaluate how we target how we approach um, digital advertising in a way that we wouldn't have questioned otherwise and and I think as a result of some of this um Some of these changes we've kicked off, you know, uh, three large work streams over the past couple of years that we continue to work on, right? So one of them is um, accelerating personalization at the bank. Uh, You know, we implemented a real-time decisioning engine that enables us to, you know, prioritize and deploy customer messages uh, across channels and across lines of businesses, Um, To us, being close to digital advertising uh, is really, really important. So we built an in-house creative and digital media team, you know, which also partners with Google on just optimizing our media and and insights uh, to drive better outcomes. Um, You know, we leverage obviously Google's tools, like whether it's in-market audiences uh, or customer match to be able to serve more relevant messages uh, where possible so there's a lot of hap- there's a lot happening both on our own channels as well as paid channels to accelerate personalization uh, and then the second pillar I would call out is doing this in a uh, you know uh, secure and privacy safe way um, which is all about accelerating the use of our first party data uh, and having the right tools and capabilities to be able to, to use that data and of course, having close integration between marketing and legal compliance, privacy, and all the parties that govern this space is really, really important. So it allowed us to work with uh, that part of the bank that much closer to under- for them to understand how we work and how the co- consumer data is leveraged. Um, and that was, I think, a big positive change uh, because the, the closer those teams are to what you're doing, the... Uh, the less sort of internal resistance you're going to face as you want to develop these new capabilities. Uh, And it goes back to education. And of course, the third pillar I would call out uh, over the years that we've really pushed is accelerating digital at the bank, right? Some of these changes that happened over the past couple of years, the consumer behavior shifting with the pandemic um, continues to accelerate digital for us. So, uh, as I mentioned, with the in-house media team, uh, we have uh, a significant portion of our media, digital media, in-house in the US and Canada. You know, when we do that, we see cost per acquisition go down as much as forty percent. You know, over the per- over the past three years, we've seen value driven by digital media grow in North America by three x, um, and more importantly, media being close to media buying platforms allows us to be closer to the pulse of consumers and their needs and their demands, right? So I think that's really, really critical for us as well. And then heavily investing in digital, what we call transaction migration, right? A lot of work happening on understanding when consumers go to the branch for a simple transaction that they don't have to go go to, right? So if, if we know that they can do check deposit through their mobile app, they don't need to go to the branch. So we have marketing strategies Uh, addressing some of those needs and communicating to customers, some of the digital capabilities we have to make their lives easier. Um, You know, as a result, we, you know, really proud to say we uh, in Canada, we have the the highest digital traffic to our properties compared to our, uh, our competitors. we are in a very strong position from a social sentiment perspective and just search engine traffic perspective. Um, And, you know, in our last earnings call, we announced we were announced also the best uh, consumer digital bank in North America by a global uh, finance magazine as well. Uh, so if I look back and think about some of the thank you changes we made, I think uh, really proud of some of the accomplishments of, uh, of our team at TV.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I, I really appreciate you sharing all that. I, I'm curious, you know, so many of these changes have necessitated you really being forward looking and having that, that growth mindset. Um, any comment about that in terms of was, was it a struggle to, to get people on board with that mindset um, or is that really just the culture of, of TD to look forward and, and say, we're, we're going to figure this out and make sure that we're around for perpetuity? I think
1: I think it's probably the latter right our CEO often says we adapt to the situations that we find ourselves in and that's in that's in our DNA um so while the change is and has been disruptive I think having a team and an internal culture to be able to accomplish uh what needs to be done even when times are difficult is really important and that's done through empathy that's done through having the right internal culture within your team. So uh, people are more sort of adaptive to change and open
0: to change. Awesome. Well, I know that uh, you're a very busy man, Akif. And so before I I let you get back to your day, is there anything else that uh, you'd like to share with our listeners on this episode?
1: I mean what I would say is uh, just on the on the topic of change management especially on on this uh, when it comes to some of the changes related to digital advertising uh, it's a tough one right because we know the impact is big but solutions and cha- and solutions to those changes are not always clear-cut they're not easy um, and sometimes they're ambiguous so uh, make sure that you kind of keep an open mind, you're more sort of flexible in your approach to addressing uh, and pushing for change. Uh, Progress over perfection is something I often tell my team. Uh, You know, push for change where you see an opening, but not everything might work out perfectly. And, you know, don't underestimate what your team and your people are going through every day in their personal lives, especially these days. And having that empathy and support and flexibility for your people will will go a long way uh, on driving the change that you want to drive in the long term.
0: So some final thoughts on that piece. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Akif. We are really grateful that you were able to join us. Thank you for having me. Of course. And before we end, the Learn with GMB team wants to give a huge shout out to Normal Kaur and Stephanie abu for their teamwork on not only collaborating with Akif and TD to bring about their success on the Google marketing platform, but also bringing it to our attention so that we could highlight it in this episode. Another huge thanks to Ben Lee for helping to produce this podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so that you'll know when the next episode is released. That's it for this episode of Listen Edition. I'm Matt St. Germain. See you next time.